0: Hey folks, Celica here, creator and host of The Color Girl Beautiful. If you're tuning in for the first time, thanks for coming through. We're currently between seasons and we'll be back with brand new content later this fall. But not to worry, there's plenty of content for you to check out in the meantime. Obviously, the episode you're about to listen to right now is amazing, and we believe the entire back catalog is worth your time. But if you're looking for a place to start, I recommend episode one, which is an introduction to the show's genesis. Or episode four, which just happens to be one of my favorites. After that, the sky's the limit. I hope you stick around, and I'm super excited for you to hear season two. Anywho, happy listening, and see you around.
1: Okay, so you find this really cool lady, you trick her into hanging out with you. What did you I guys did talk I about? Her to hang out with <laughs> me? I stalked her on Instagram. Amazing, great <laughs> best practice.
0: Right. Azalea, I want to tell you about this amazing artist that I met named Precious and a conversation that she and I had about friendships and the difficulties of starting and staying in them but what really stuck out to me about our conversation was why Precious felt a little bit more comfortable keeping some of her heavier emotions to herself what you're about to hear is my producer Nicole and I debriefing
2: some of that conversation
1: okay Okay, so who's Precious?
2: I'm an artist, a visual journalist, a visual journalist by way of illustration and portraiture. I'm really interested and passionate about storytelling, as well as capturing people's experiences through written work and visual work. She
0: just seemed very put together, but also like really cool. She's got these really gorgeous locks and like these um, like fun glasses and I don't know, she's just, she's beautiful. Um, But she just seems like someone who's, like, very free-spirited, but um, also grounded, you know? Like, Mm. she's just very intelligent and had all these really, like, well-thought-out things to say. But my overall impression of her was that she was just, like, super cool. (laughs) (laughs) I remember wanting to... Like, hang out with her. Like, oh, like, she would be cool to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so this is just, like, an, uh, an excuse. To yeah, get it's basically <laughs> just an excuse to,
2: to hang out with somebody cooler than me. <laughs> what brings me joy is um, chocolate. <laughs> Lovely answer. Salted caramel chocolate in particular. Um, and, you know, solitude, actually. Laughter and being at home and whole at once really brings me joy. So I'm chasing that and getting a little bit of it now.
0: I had originally wanted to talk about sort of that relationship aspect and, um, sort of the interaction, you know, between friends. Um, but the conversation shifted some, uh, to an area I wasn't really expecting.
1: Really? Yeah. Say more. Um, what did you all end up talking about?
0: So, we ended up talking about this this sort of desire to be perceived as someone who has it all together that we both share um and I I don't know I just I hadn't expected that in a conversation about friendship
2: like my friend the other day she I've been kind of MIA for the past two weeks She was like I've been thinking about you you all right And I'm like, I'm just going through it, you know, and I don't want to bring my bad energy around other folks. Like, I'd rather just, like, try to figure it out on my own and then come out fresh and new and, like, I have my entire life together. And also this person, I was like, I know they're going through way more than what I'm going through. Like, I have no right to say I'm upset or sad when they're going through so much right now, right? And they were like, that's not true. You know, I want to know what's going on and that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to just listen. And so that was, that was super nice. You know, sometimes like little things like that, you know, when I'm don't have the energy to get out of my house, hence that's why we're here, <laughs> you know, just checking in on me like that's, that's nice, but it's hard. Cause I want to be, I want to be the person that has their shit together and has my life together and, and there's nothing wrong. Like, I'm happy, I'm fine, everything's great.
0: In my mind, like, when you're with your friends, you're, like, you're having fun, you're hanging out, Mm -hmm. you know, you share everything together, you know everything about each other, and you're not afraid to have, you know, these really big, deep conversations. And, you know, so it hadn't dawned on me that that's something that we would encounter in our conversation about friends. Right.
2: And I think... With some of my friendships, it was also a lack of showing emotion between each other, even with other women as well, because we wanted to say that we had all of our shit together. We wanted to, you know, come to the table as strong, independent people instead of it being like, I'm having a real moment right now. And right now I can't uplift anybody else, not even myself.
0: Hi, Azalea. It's Aselica. And this is The Colored Girl Beautiful, a heartfelt letter from one generation of Black women in search of healing to another.
1: How important is it to you? How valuable is that label of being a strong Black woman to you? How much does that mean? Oh, my gosh. I I don't know that I knew this before, but
0: it, it was very important to me. Mm-hmm. It was... Like even if I couldn't have articulated it, this idea that I don't show that I'm hurting and I don't show that I need help, if I look back on how I've behaved, it has been absolutely essential. Like I, you know, like asking people for help is is a last resort. I will try everything I can on my own before I'll even, you know, suggest to anyone that anything might be off or... Mm -hmm. I need any sort of assistance.
1: Yeah, I get that. I, I feel like you look in the mirror. For me, I look in the mirror, and even though I know and I resent the strong black woman label, it's like almost a little bit like a prison. It is like, but like, I am a strong black <laughs> woman.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, because there's like a sense of pride. Right. Like, I, you know, even though I don't want to be confined mm-hmm. by that idea. I do want to be perceived that way. Like I want people to think, I want people to look at me and, and feel like, yes, I can do all the things. Yep. Even though I know that that's not really healthy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not a good idea. So I have this conversation with precious. I'm like going over the tape in my head. I'm like thinking about all of the things that we've talked about and I'm wondering about this, you know, this idea of keeping it all together and why someone would do that and thinking to myself, oh, I wouldn't do that. But then I thought, wait, have I done that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided to call up Dominique and ask her what her perception was of me as I was going through a really difficult time
1: Mm. in my life. And Dom is... How long have you two been friends? Dom and I have
0: been friends for 23 years. Oh, wow. And I am 33. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) most of your life. For most of our lives. Yeah. We consider one another family at this point.
3: Hello?
0: Hello again.
3: Hello again.
0: So I asked Dominique (laughs) what she perceived about how I was doing. No, listen... I've gone twice since we went on the phone, so. We can always edit that out. It's fine. You've known me for a really long time. You knew me when I was going through a really difficult point in my life. Um, at this point, both of my parents have passed, but um, particularly after my mother passed away, and I had this sort of big life shift where my sister came to live with me and. Um, I was managing my family's finances and my mother's estate and trying to keep my sister and I afloat um, because she came into my legal guardianship and was grieving at the same time and was caring for a grieving teenager. And, you know, everything just sort of got flipped upside down for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you knew me during this time. And I'm just curious about what your perception of me was when all these things were happening?
3: Um, At the time, I knew you were grieving, but I didn't realize, like, the scope of it. And I don't think that we talked about those things. And I honestly had never known someone that had dealt with something like that. So I'm not sure that I knew how to reach out or be supportive or be available to you in that way. I remember having conversations with our other friends about it. Like, wow, she's, she's going through a lot. I can't, Mm. um, I can't imagine something like that. But again, I still had a limited knowledge of, of that grieving and then taking on added responsibility during that grieving. You didn't, um, ask for anything more than what you had always looked for in our friendship I guess it seemed like you were, you were dealing with it in your way from my perspective mm. it didn't seem like things were falling apart I had no idea how it impacted you don't think you talked about like your sister moving in and like trying to help her through any of it Mm -hmm. and taking on that responsibility i don't remember discussing anything about the finances and so i just didn't know the scope of it all and i don't think that you allowed us to see that side either yeah And maybe it's because we hadn't experienced anything that, anything similar. I'm not sure. So I've always known you to be, like, a strong person. And, like, I literally hate saying that because I know that it comes with so much, I don't know, neglect of the strong person um, or disregard for their feelings. But... Um, I've always known you to take on extra things. Um, you worked extra hard. Um, really? Even from a very young age, you were like, uh, you had extra things, extracurricular activities. You had volunteering. You had like, piano lessons. You were, um, I think you were in like AP classes. I don't know. Like, I was. <laughs> you, you were always doing extra things. And then you, um, You know, you took on a lot of responsibility, I think, with your sister, uh, even when, you know, your parents were still around. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, as your mother was ailing, you took on responsibility at home. So I've always known you to be a strong person and a person that um, did more than any of us did as children. I guess that image of you was kind of burned in my mind and also when your when your mother passed. Mm. That strong person that just takes on what needs to be taken on and pushes through it, you know? Yeah. It's
0: it's it's wild even to me that I put so much effort into you know, like holding it all in and keeping it all keeping it all together that um, it was you know literally imperceptible to the people who were closest to me yeah
3: yeah
1: but you find the color girl beautiful you're reading the color girl beautiful Mm -hmm. and in reading it can you read me the passage? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Searching. Oh, shoot. Oh, I, no. You I closed lose it. it.
0: I did lose it. Um, hold, please. Oh, no. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Good begets good. So she, the colored girl beautiful, will exert herself to make a wide circle of friends, although she will be careful not to grow too intimate with any. She may be a real friend without undue intimacy. My knee-jerk reaction is like, no, you want intimacy in your friendships. right? And then I think back to this conversation that I've had with Dominique about how I wasn't being, like, completely forthcoming. Like, I wasn't, I was withholding intimacy. Right. And I don't know why. Why are we doing this? <laughs> why, why do we do? Why, what is the matter? Like, right. what's going on with someone who I am with whom I am extremely close? Right. She says like she didn't even know how much I was struggling. Wow. <laughs> Which is wild <laughs> because I felt like I was falling apart. Wow. Like I thought I was gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I would. I mean, burst into a million pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, I was sad. I was hurting just a lot of the time. I miss my mom. Like above all, I just like miss my mom. Right. And so, the fact that I didn't show any of that, like I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it. Right. (laughs) And I don't, you know. I don't think that there was anything about our um, communication that was different than it had been prior. I just think that, you know, I mean, I can say for sure that I put a lot of effort into presenting well and trying to just, like, keep it all together. Yeah. Trying to keep from falling apart and i i but looking back it's just like
1: how is that even possible <laughs> does it make you think any less of your friendship with her when you look back and you think of the things you weren't showing her
0: it doesn't make me think less of the friendship i mean at any point it, i would have told you that you know we were super close through any of that um but it's definitely like not what it could have been you know i and i don't even know why i felt so compelled to keep things from her or from anyone else that i was close to you know and i don't know why i felt like i couldn't share Mm. but it felt very much like this was my burden to bear alone wow
1: of this disconnected sounding like in between the intimacy and friendships and um, this like desire to want to seem really strong is not just ego or bravado. It's about this healing process mm-hmm. of needing to deal with this pain and needing to learn how to reevaluate mm-hmm. what you're looking at in the reality of your, of your life, that you mm-hmm. do have mm-hmm. these friends and these people who love you. What was the life for Precious? How did she go through that process?
2: Healing is a lifelong journey and there's really no quick fix for it. I think... You know, when I was in a really bad place, I was like, well, I've got to start doing yoga, right? Or writing in a journal, like doing these like small things that some are helpful for some others. You know, I was buying crystals and crystals actually are really important to me. You know, candles and plants and like physical things in my life that are going to maybe if I've changed my physical part, of my life and the things around me. It'll change what's in the inside. And, like, some of those things have helped, but, like, they haven't been sustainable. And so now I've kind of just learned to be more honest with myself and how I'm feeling. So now therapy's helpful (laughs) to to understand these patterns. But to know that it's okay to be still, like trusting myself and listening to my body in both the physical and spiritual sense. That's been helpful. Now, do I do it all the time? No, but I'm aware of when I'm making that choice. Sometimes I haven't even been aware of it.
1: Yeah. Yes. Black ladies in therapy. Black
0: ladies in therapy. Oh my gosh. It. That's a podcast. Isn't um, it? Therapy for black girls. Shout out. Check it out.
1: Yeah. Can you talk to me about what it would look like for you to, look in the mirror, you have that title of strong black woman Mm -hmm. and to take it off for the sake of intimacy in your friendships. How would you do that?
0: So, I've been in therapy for a while now. And have been trying to figure that out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I I feel like I've come a really long way because it is something that intellectually I understand is important, but in practice is incredibly difficult. Right. <laughs> um, and it's not something that I'm good at. But what I've learned, what I, excuse me, what I am learning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> to be
0: clear, because this is not like a done deal. We're not like all set as of today (laughs) but what I am learning is that it is it's a process it's a deliberate decision every single time Mm. I I I feel like you know maybe for some people and this could just be my perception too but maybe for some people it's it's simple like you just there are people in your life who love you and you when you fall you fall into their arms and you know you're going to be fine I'm not one of those people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, all of my energy is spent trying to prevent myself from falling because in my head, I'm like, I don't know who's going to be there. Right. I, I need to be all of the answers to all the questions for myself at any given moment. Um, but that's not great. That's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> that's not Is it true? it's not true Mm. that's that's what i think gets me about this whole thing is that like it wasn't until um you know at this point both of my parents have passed away um and it wasn't until like having that experience and um having guardianship of my sister that i realized that there are people in my life the same people who have been there the whole time this is not like oh all of a sudden you know all my true friends showed their no these people have been there the entire the entire time. Yeah. And I'm just now realizing, like, I can actually breathe a little bit yeah. with these people who already exist in my life. I can trust them. Azalea, I know you weren't super excited about this idea of intimacy among friends, but... Building deep relationships with people I can trust has definitely made my life richer. I mean, I'm still finding my footing with this trust stuff, you know, trusting the people who love me to help me through life, trusting myself to know when I need help. But it's worth it, for sure. (sighs) All right, that's enough soul searching for one day, I think. but. Let's do this again soon. Thanks for listening. Sincerely, Aselica. The Colored Girl Beautiful was created and is hosted by me, Aselica Smith. This episode was written and produced by Nicole Hill and Aselica Smith, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Azalea is the older woman who lives down the street and warns you about the same things your parents do, but for some reason you listen to her when she says it. We'll be back with a new episode on October the 29th. We want to know what you think about the show, so give us your feedback. Join our Flick Chat group and tell us what you think about this week's episode. There's a link in the show notes. You can always visit us at coloredgirlbeautiful.com. That's colored with an E-D. Our website is a one-stop shop for subscribing to our newsletter, following us on social media, and staying in touch. If you like what you hear, please give the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. And tell all of your friends to do it too. Links in the show notes for that as well. And of course, I have to say thank you to Precious for sharing your story with us. Your authenticity and thoughtfulness are truly inspiring. And a huge thank you to my dear friend, Dominique, for sharing your story as well. You are one of the many wonderful people in my life, and I appreciate you being available to record on short notice. The Colored Girl Beautiful is produced with support from PRX and the Google Podcast Creators Program. We'll see you in two weeks.
1: I once did this improv scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just like flailing, and I just <laughs> come back from LA, and we were we just like did not know what to do. So then I just introduced crystals. <laughs> I don't know anything about crystals, so I was like, "Here's a box of crystals, mom. <laughs> just hold them, believe in them. I don't know. Believe. About them. <laughs> I need to read up in on them. crystals. <laughs> they were everywhere. Like obviously, there's something to them. I need to learn yeah. about them.
0: <laughs> They're supposed to like." Hold yeah, certain you? energies, like the depending crystal. on yeah. Oh, and so like having them in your possession is supposed to sort of transfer that energy to you. And,
1: this is so basic, but do you have to like touch it to transfer it? I think you do. I think okay.
0: you. I think you hold it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So I or that like far. have it
1: with you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Because like, different... people like carry them around.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And I. I think. This is probably a stretch. I shouldn't say it, I'm sure. Say it with confidence. You know <laughs> everything about crystals. You are a crystal expert now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that there are different kinds of crystals that carry, like, different types of energy. Got it. So. Got it. I mean, I think.
1: Um... <laughs> I will use all this in my next <laughs> improv. <laughs> Perfect. It's going to be great. Got it's useful. Um.